Oh, I'm okay with spiders. I'm kind of iffy with snakes, but I'll manage. But if there's one phobia I really have, it is a fear of small spaces. I am very claustrophobic. So when I heard about this next story... Oh, it sent shivers up my spine, but I'm not going to explain it to you. I'm going to get our guest to do that. Dr. Bradley Elliott is with us now, a senior lecturer in physiology at the University of Westminster. Dr. Elliott, thank you for joining us. Hi, Simi. Thank you so much for having me. Well, tell me about your research that you're going to be doing. What is this experiment that you are about to undertake? Uh, so there's a, there's a guy who, unlike yourself or me, let's be very clear, by the name of Dr. Joseph and what he's decided to do is spend 100 days underwater in quite a small space, in a small underwater habitat, uh, to study the effects that that's going to have upon him on things like his immune system, his body function, and just how people work and whether or not we can live underwater for extended periods of time. Okay, so he's going to live, what, how many feet below the surface is this? So it's 10 meters, so about 30 feet. 30 feet. And how long is he staying down there for? A hundred days. Oh boy. He's about 30 days in at the moment. And so he's got, he's about a third of the way through. Okay. And how big is the space that he's, I have so many questions. How big is the space that he has there? It, uh, tell me about it. It's a fascinating, isn't it? It's so interesting. It's it's not as small as a, I, you'd initially think. I like to compare it to a small caravan. Uh, it technically has two rooms. So uh, it's got a bit of space. You can stand up freely. It has windows. You can see outside. There's a bit of light. Yeah, but it's a very, very small apartment, like a small hotel room. Basically. Right, but you're you're underwater, so you can't just step outside to get some fresh air or look out a window to see the sky or anything like that. Exactly right. Um, so he can go out and dive freely. So he's an accomplished diver, a former Navy SEAL. He's quite comfortable down there. Um, the windows in the habitat get a little bit of light from the surface. It's about 50% of what you're used to. So you oh get a little bit of daylight cycles, but he can't go for a walk or exercise, for example, will be a bit of a struggle for him. Oh, boy. Okay, so now your research is in, in, um, in uh, translational physiology. What does that mean? Like, what are you going to be studying about what this gentleman is doing down there? Uh, so I guess two points of clarification there. One is I'm not involved in this experiment. I've been brought in as a... Uh, external who knows a bit about this stuff and knows a bit about extreme physiology. Um, but what my work does overlaps with this big time. And I like to study extremes, you know, what ridiculous things can humans do. And professionally speaking, I'm sure he wouldn't mind. This is amazing and a bit ridiculous. It's pushing us to the limits and seeing how we survive. Wow. Um, what do you look so for? Particularly. Like yeah, tell me, what is it? Absolutely. So in situations like this, it's a really unusual stimulus. It's not, we evolved at sea level, you know, uh, daylight cycles, normal sun exposure, normal air pressure. So everything about this is just a little bit odd. It's so extreme, it's actually used as a parallel for space flight in some ways. Uh, one of the big questions is his immune system will about to cope because he's not getting normal sun exposure. So he's not getting normal amounts of vitamin, vitamin D. Um, and that can really affect your immunity in ways that's actually really important for uh, for your listeners and same in, in mine in London here where we have a lot less sun in the winter. So we can look at it from that point of view and study how his immune system is going to function. Uh, and, and there's a really interesting open question about what living at that high pressure, because he's underwater, so his what we call a hyperbaric environment or a high pressure environment. And honestly, that we don't know. We're not really sure what's going to happen after 100 days. It'll be an interesting case study of one. 
This is what I was curious about because there's so much pressure at that level. What does that do to your body? Like what is it just that I would, I'm just thinking about the headaches too that you would get. So it's so different from being in space, isn't it? Yeah, ex- it is in that regard. Um, so it's about two atmospheres. So it's about double the pressure that we're experiencing at the moment at sea level. Um, it's not enough to cause uh, some of the serious side effects or the dangers from diving that normally occurs after about 30 meters or uh, do the math very quickly, what, 90 to 100 feet. Um, but it does change things just a little bit. One of the things that people report that's really interesting is often people who go down to these habitats and stay for a couple of days at a time is they feel really good the entire time. And it's not really clear whether or not that's because it's a really awesome, amazing, mind-blowing experience to live underwater, or it's a really minor version of what's called nitrogen narcosis, which is where um, divers who aren't who dive too deeply too quickly actually get a slightly drunk from the effects of it or a drunk-like symptom. And so he could just be, you know, really happy for 100 days. And if so, that could be awesome. Wow. Has something like this been done before? It has. So this he's attempting to break the current world record, um, which is 74 days, which was done by uh, two scientists. And I really can't remember the name of them because one was actually Canadian. And I'm going to go back and find out for you afterwards if I can. <laughs> yeah, um, please. I just I guess I'm just curious really about for a live interview. where we've where we've come from for this. Like it seems like this is a really interesting experiment, but we have, the fact that we haven't done it to this extent before feels to me like. Maybe this is a bit neglected, this area of research. Yeah, so the, there's been a few experiments done in a, a NASA facility called NEMO, which is very similar to the one he's staying in, with th- two or three or four people, up to six at a time. And those were more uh, psychological experiments. So how does a group of people cope being cooped up in an incredibly alien environment for weeks at a time? And that, in that regard, is really, really similar to spaceflight, being in too small a box with five or six other people. And so we've got a bit of data physiologically from that. And we know things about, like, his immune system will probably be lesser over the time. He won't be able to do as much exercise as he might be used to. And so we have to try and think about mitigating all those side effects. But over 100 days, well, that's just, this is exploratory science. Now we see what happens. Wow. I'm so interested to find out how this goes. Thank you so much for joining us. Tell us about it this morning. Thank you so much for having me, Sammy. It's been a real pleasure chatting. That's Dr. Bradley Elliott, Senior Lecturer in Physiology at the University of Westminster, talking about this research that is being done when you've got someone, Joe Duturi, who's a former U.S. Navy diver, an expert in biomedical engineering, who is going to live in a 55-square-meter underwater habitat 30 feet below the surface of the water. He's down in the Florida Keys and staying there for 100 days. If he stays there the whole time, he's going to break a record for the most time spent in an underwater ocean habitat. Just think about that for a second, though. I, don't, I couldn't do it. I'll tell you right now. I don't care how big that thing is down there. I don't think I could do it. How about you? Simi at cknw.com. So many questions about that.